So back in 2020, I, Stephen Schinder, started a podcast called Delayed Replay, recapping and reviewing the latest films. However, it got broadcast into an alternate universe, where those films got delayed and came out differently from how I was describing them. Because of how me and my guests had been describing the films, people in that other universe were saying that this was all an improvised comedy podcast, which, listening back, I can totally get why they believed that. A lot of weird stuff happened in that first year, and I even met my other self from that other universe, who pops in from time to time, for better or worse. And now, in the year 2023, this podcast continues, still recapping and reviewing movies and sometimes some other things that got delayed or cancelled in that other universe. New episode Saturdays, every other week, unless I decide otherwise for some special reason, or whatever. You are listening to Delayed Replay, Season 4. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we usually recap and review movies that got delayed in that other universe but came out on time in our universe but this is an instance where we're talking about a movie that never came out in that other universe but came out here back in 2015 uh it's called it's the we're the millers sequel titled we're still the millers uh so uh, but introductions are in order joining me once again you may have heard him on some previous episodes or on Decorative Vegetables podcasts a while back. It is Keon. How's it going, dude? Well, uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me uh, back on, Stephen. This is the first podcast I've recorded in months since, uh, I guess we won't dwell on this for too long, but I don't consistently podcast anymore now that Decorative Vegetables is uh, basically... You know, I'm not really a part of it anymore. Yeah, when you got banned for misconduct. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for having me back on, Stephen. And uh, Dylan, if you're listening, take that. I didn't appear on any of your stuff first. I appeared here first after my demise <laughs> several months ago. Yeah, well, you, when you say it like that, it sounds like that was your only reason for coming on here. <laughs> And you'd be right in thinking that, Stephen. No, no okay. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and also, another thing, I said I wouldn't dwell on this too long, so I'll just wrap this up by saying, for uh, for all those years of podcasting that I did, Dylan and I always joked that we would one day record in a car. And indeed, I am currently recording in my car for the first yeah. time. Oh, so you haven't done this like before with a podcast, at least, in a car? No, no. Okay. Well, you know what they say. That it's hot as hell in a parked car on a sunny summer night. Oh, I don't know. I was just going to be silent for a moment and then moved on to, like, the thing and just not say what they say, but... Yeah, I guess I just ruined that. Yeah, good job. But anyway, so... Uh, I guess we should talk about our previous experiences with the first movie. So, mine is pretty straightforward. Uh, around the time it came out, my cousins were like, Stephen, you should watch We're the Millers, it's so funny. And I said, eh, it looks kind of stupid. And so, I didn't watch it until, like, several months ago. I don't remember if it was this year or last year. I'll, I'll put the link to my letterbox review in the show notes so people will see. But overall, I thought it was the first movie was fine, like a 7 out of 10. It had some funny moments, but also felt kind of like a slog in places for me. But what about you? Uh, what do you remember of your experience with the first movie? Yeah, well, as, as you already know from our discussion beforehand, not much. I believe I, <laughs> I watched it a, a couple years after it came out. I think maybe it was like 2015 or 16 that I watched it. Um, because it came out in 2013. Right. Um, and I remember, until I refreshed my memory uh, prior prior to this, you know, recently, um, I remembered almost nothing about it, uh, except the uh, the me the one meme that came out of it, the you guys are getting paid thing. Um, and, you know, just kind of uh, 
browsing through screenshots and reading the summary that I did beforehand to, to refresh my memory here about the first one, I realized that I remembered almost nothing about the plot itself or, or the right. characters or anything like that. Um, it, it kind of gradually came back to me, but yeah, it, it wasn't, it, it is indeed a pretty forgettable, just like middle of the road movie in my opinion. Yeah, which is funny because they do drive in the middle of a road, you might say, right. throughout right. that movie. But um, yeah, back in May when I saw you and Dylan in person, you mentioned the movie and it sounded like you'd seen it recently. So I was like, okay, I'll invite Keon to talk about the the sequel for the first movie's 10th anniversary. Um, and lo and behold, like everything you just told me. So yeah. Yeah, everything you knew was a lie. <laughs> Yeah, so the second movie, We're Still the Millers, came out in August 2015. It went up against Fantastic and, of course, made more money than Fantastic. Um, yeah, that Fantastic Four reboot movie. Yeah, I bet you're happy about that because you don't really care for superhero movies, right? Yeah, the faster the superhero bubble pops, the, the uh, I don't know happier i'll be or something not that i really care not that i'm really super invested but i was super invested i see what you did there what was that sorry super invested i see what you did there i don't even know what i did there so it was a total accident yeah i figured I, okay i got you <laughs> yeah coming in clutch with a realization oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that has, like, entered my lexicon. I, I found myself typing a post uh, saying, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds coming in clutch with one of the best Spock stories in all of Trek. <laughs> I, I, and and the, the, the stupid slash funny thing about it is I only really said it for that one day. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so for those who haven't seen the first movie and for whatever reason are listening to this, um, Jason Sudeikis, uh, involved with the drug world, uh, got involved with the guy played by Ed Helms, who's like a drug dealer, and he tries doing the job smuggling drugs from across the border. And of course, to do this, he recruits a few people he knows to... At, pretend to be a family called the Millers and so you got Jennifer Aniston as Rose uh, Jason Sudeikis his name is David uh, you have uh, Kenny played by Will Poltier I think that's how it's pronounced if not I'm sorry and Casey played by Emma Roberts and of course uh, as is predictable they sort of become a family over the course of it and even help out DEA agent played by Nick Offerman to take down the drug lord. And so now they're in witness protection in some neighborhood um, until that guy's trial or whatever. And there's some marijuana plants in their garden and they're posing as the Miller family still. So that's pretty much where we begin with this second movie. Uh, what were your thoughts on how it picked up from the end of the first one? Yeah, well, you, you know, the title really gives it away. We're still the Millers, right? So they're still kind of um, in this false mode of existence. You might... Yeah, yeah, it spoils everything. Right, and and I would, uh, I, I, I almost wish that the, they uh, took this one in a completely different direction so that they could have titled it Were the Millers, you know? Oh, like they used to be the Millers. <laughs> Count the apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe maybe in some other universe that happened. I don't know. Like like how in some other universe there's a bunch of Speed Racer sequels. I'm glad I don't live in that one. <laughs> um, but yes, the, the the title gives it away. This picks up where the last one left off, as you mentioned. They're still the Millers. Um, I I don't I couldn't tell if this was a retcon. You, you know, uh, thanks to my terrible memory of the first one but they're somehow now positioned directly on the san andreas fault right you find out that's where that house is it's sort of just built right on the fault line 
Yeah, I mean, the set of this new neighborhood looks very different from how it looked at the end of the first movie. So I do think there is retconning going on. It's like how when they made the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, it felt like they didn't care at all about continuity. So, yeah. Perhaps for the better, you know. It allowed them to tell the story that they, uh, I guess, wanted to tell here. Oh, yeah, for we're still the Millers, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, what's interesting about the San Andreas Fault is that, you know, they make a big deal of it. Like, you have Kenny frequently mentioning Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, you know, classic video game back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this annoys the hell out of the other characters. And uh, they even had Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie, I guess, as a reference to that movie he was in, San Andreas, which is terrible. Right, yeah, I remember that movie, actually. <laughs> better than better than where the Millers. <laughs> yeah, um, the the Rock basically plays uh, the antagonist in this one. You know, they gotta have like the big muscly person to be the antagonist for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point in the movie that they 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 just go full 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 Wayne's World, but less self aware. And just insert tons of Grand Theft Auto product placement. I mean, they have all the games, all the spinoffs lining the shelves. It's a little in your face. Yeah, and they even uh, advertise, like, these crackers. Like, they bring home some groceries, and one of them brings out uh, these... It's like an off-brand version of Ritz. It's called Blitz Crackers. And... (laughs) And... Uh, they're like, oh, these are bland and generic. Just get the real shit. And you think that they're going to stick with the Blitz. But no, they later get the Ritz crackers. The uh, That's kind of one of the full circle arcs that happens in this movie, weirdly enough. Right. You, you know, they go from the generic brand to getting a little bit Ritzier. Uh, you know, you might say. Guess the yeah. witness protection program is uh, is doing them well. Right. And of course, uh, because of the plants, you know, the, the MJ, you know, David uh, notices these and he's trying to like sort of sell them again, sort of a backslide for his arc in a way. So uh, the other characters are like, what the hell are you doing? We just got out of that whole drug world. And, you know, you need to insert conflict somehow, but I'm not sure if this was the way to do it. You know, it was kind of annoying. Yeah, but then again, the uh, previous movie did, uh, a- that, that's sort of how it ended, um, as you described earlier on. So, it, it wasn't too out of left field, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I guess because the first one ended with them getting along, it's like, on one hand, you kind of want them to still get along, but then, if they do, then what's the point of doing another movie if they're just all getting along, you know? Right. Yeah, and um, there are, like, some issues that they run into, like, living with each other. Like, David and Rose, you know, Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston's characters, uh, they're in a relationship now, and they make a lot of noise at night, and it annoys Kenny and Casey, and Kenny even says, you guys are getting laid? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, there. Well, so here's the thing: is that they really couldn't have followed up that. It's not even a scene; it's just a particular moment. It's it's just a line, really, and that was really the only thing that survived. The only cultural artifact you might say to have come out of the first one. What's funny about that meme is I seeing it before seeing the movie. It sounded funnier in my head than it actually sounded when I actually watched the scene. Yeah, it's 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 more subdued than the meme really plays it out to be, in a way. Yeah, the facial expression is pretty funny too. But yeah, I and I, you know I was gonna say there's really no way they could have followed it up, um, but so they just replicated it, you know, whatever. Yeah, to the point where David dis or actually I think it was Casey who decides this because. You know, they're making a mess in the house, and Casey's like, oh, let's just hire someone. And so she hires a maid 
uh, played by Courtney Cox, you know, another cast member from Friends. And, uh, of course, Kenny says, you guys are getting a maid? So Yeah, and this is where you realize that they're just going to keep on doing it. Probably the <laughs> most annoying thing about this movie. Yeah, and having the maid around also causes another problem, because, you know... Uh, David is doing the stuff, you know, growing the weeds and whatnot, and they have to keep on hiding it from the maid and making sure she doesn't, like, stench on them and stuff. So, yeah, what did you think of how all that dynamic that they threw into this movie? Yeah, to be honest, at this point, sort of at this early stage, I realized that things were just going to be a lot more contrived than the first one. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like the setup to the first movie was anything particularly spectacular, um, but it at least established, uh, you know, sort of goal. Uh, a, 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 well, it established sort of a, a comedic setup and then a goal that they have to accomplish, which is essentially the uh, the, the thrust of the first movie. This one had, had less of that, I would say. It felt more disjointed. It felt more, I don't know, just disconnected or, or even random, I want to say. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. No, yeah, I agree. It felt like a... Because the first movie is definitely, you like, get from here to here and then get back to here. Right, it's like Mad Max Fury Road, but without all the death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that you say that because the previous episode of this podcast was on the Furiosa prequel spinoff movie. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I haven't kept up with this podcast in quite a while, so I I didn't even know that, but I guess that's just how good I am. Nah. <laughs> as as someone who uh, records in a car, you should be listening to podcasts about cars like Furiosa, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and and uh, yeah, yeah, movies about cars. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I think you just misspoke. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> it's hot in here. It's uh, it's hot in this car. No, yeah, the weather is terrible in California. Like, I'm sure it's worse in other places. Well, of course it's worse in other places, but that's still no excuse for the weather to be what it is. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the maid turns out to have, like... She has, like, this slight, sneaky side where basically she... It turns out that she's trying to con them. You know, she's trying to steal stuff from them and just lying to their faces. And so when they find this out later, Kenny is like, wait, you guys are getting played? Yeah. We'll have to do like a roundup at the end and decide which one was our favorite. Yeah. They were all pretty groan-inducing, to be honest. I've even seen clips of like, from back in the day, you know... um, people would like sneak in a cell phone during certain moments and you'd hear the groans and it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. If anything, that became a meme. That was the only thing that really came out of this sequel was the stupid (laughs) groan reaction videos. Yeah. Or there's the edits where people will insert a like live studio audience laughter, but it feels so forced and contrived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the, the plot at this point. Yeah. Speaking of groans, what did you think about the, again, I hesitate to use this word, but almost completely random uh, twist that the uh, maid was sort of, uh, I, I forget which style and which type of martial art this was, but she was a pretty advanced practitioner. And once they found out about, you know, her deception, uh, things just flew off the handle, right? She was, you know, uh, coming at them. They stood absolutely no chance, obviously. And, you know, they were grunting and groaning for for a uh, for what felt to be a, a, a an overindulgent amount of time. No, yeah, uh, I think they said like they say it really quickly that it's hard to like grasp it right away unless you have the subtitles on. But she says she practices ninjutsu. Yeah, and so she's doing like all these flips and s- citing quotes from uh, Ninja Turtles and Three Ninjas. You know those movies. Yeah, again, like, very groan-inducing stuff, but it is pretty funny seeing Kenny get beat up after, like, all the groan-inducing lines. (laughs) 
I actually felt kind of bad for him and all of them, but but uh, wow, I guess you know I see where your sympathies lie, Stephen. No, not with, <laughs> not with any of these characters. No, yeah, it's okay as long as they're fictional, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why we hold the weather culpable because it's all too real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of weather. Um, you know, when she's done, like, beating all these people up, this other neighbor, played by Carl Weathers, comes in and tries boxing with her. And so this is when, like, a really long match ensues between the two. And again, you know, just driving home that some of the moments in this movie feel very random and contrived. Right, and, and what did you think about the entire... I almost want to call it like an arc inserted into the middle of the movie that just completely departs from from any of our four main characters just to focus on these two seemingly side characters for most of the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, like they basically keep on fighting each other and get in a taxi that's driven by Kevin James and it starts to feel like the chicken fight in Family Guy, you know? Right, I was just going to say that, actually. <laughs> But yeah, maybe that's why we've uh, both seemingly had driving on the brain, not just the fact that I'm currently sitting in a car, but also the fact that a considerable amount of this movie takes place on the inside of a car, seemingly as a budget-saving maneuver. Yeah, like you can tell, because the camera is from the is looking inside from the windshield, basically, and in the back you can see like what's supposed to be the background, like what's behind the car in the street, but you can tell it's like, stock footage of people driving like you see the same cars n now and then like it, it's very much on a loop it's pretty obvious and i don't know if it was intentional for it to be obvious but it was kind of annoying to me yeah just another drop in the bucket of uh you know checking the time stamp so to speak uh yeah i i, I get what you're laying down uh, i know what you mean yeah Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> <laughs> when they're saying hi to the neighbors or whatever, it, the Ben Stiller and his family are living, like, next door. Like, his dad, Jerry Stiller, was there as well, and he's basically like, hi, we're the Stillers. And uh, they're like, oh, we're still the Millers. So, you know, just gotta get that alliteration in there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by that se that sequence whatsoever, to be honest. Yeah, like, it was really weird that they had him play himself. Just for a joke, too. Yeah. And he even, like, looks at Jennifer Aniston is like, hey, have we met before a couple of times? And it's basically, like, a meta joke of how they've worked together and, like, along came Polly and in Friends, and it's like, I get that they've worked together, but this is really taking me out of the movie. And after so many other things, I've had to, like, try to look past, but I can't, because there's, like, a lot of ridiculous things dominating this sequel. Yeah, just, and, you know, the the fact that they try to, to Ocean's 12 everything, without proper setup, we might add, on top of everything else, it just kind of gets to you, you know? It just kind of gets under your skin, uh, like a bunch of spiders crawling under your skin. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen Ocean's Twelve, so I don't know what you mean exactly. You know, you know how toward—I don't remember it particularly well myself, but remember how towards the end they, uh, they all like they have to, um, they have to, to, they're about to be caught or something, and they have to uh, each pretend that they are the actor that they plays the character oh that i don't remember that at all that's weird huh yeah okay I, I guess i'll just have to take your word for it you know if i'm ever in some sort of game show and the only way for me to win a million dollars is to answer a question about that i'll have to use what i remember from what you told me you know yeah, guess we'll just be on my guess. Guess your failure will just be on my head. Uh, so. <laughs> but yeah, the whole growing 
the plants plotline kind of falls by the wayside when like you know the plants are wilting and david is not sure how to get them to be potent again after he's promised to sell them to some shady characters yeah, um, learning learning nothing from the first movie we might yeah add. <laughs> yeah so like the rock and his henchmen are like after the family now so uh, and they try breaking into the house, and they try defending it, like, Home Alone style, basically. Yeah, and, you know, just, again, speaking of cars, uh, kind of reminded me of, uh, which Fast and the Furious was it, where where The Rock was introduced as the one who was after our main people? Was it, I think it was four? I can't remember. Like, it was either four or five or six. They all kind of blend together to me. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Actually, it was. I think it was four or five. Definitely six is the one where everything just started flying off the handle, and they kind of had to course correct it after that. God, I can't believe I've seen most of those movies. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but any course correction didn't last too long, as they eventually went into space and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so during this entire uh, comedic sequence with The Rock attempting to infiltrate the heavily and yet crudely reinforced house, what did you think about the addition of the comedic cartoon sound effects, such as the, you know, the slippery slipping on soap sound effect or the, the bangs and crashes and such that you might hear in a, a, old cartoons? It felt very out of place. And it also felt like they were intentionally trying to emulate the style of a Home Alone or even a Three Ninjas, maybe. Like, stuff that feels like it's in the John Hughes style by inserting sound effects like that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, like, it was kind of... Uh, Again, lots of things in this movie are so distracting that at this point, I don't know, like, if... It's, it got to a point where everything was so over the top that it made even more sense for there to be those sound effects, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. You know, at this point, at this point, I was pretty checked out of, like, of being at all seriously invested in anything that was happening. Um, I was just basically along for the ride, so I actually didn't think it was as egregious as it might have otherwise been. <laughs> yeah, and... Like, as The Rock is almost gonna beat the living daylights out of David, the taxi that contains Kevin James, Courtney Cox, and Carl Weathers drives back through the house, like, basically breaking through the front and crashing into The Rock. So, uh, basically, like, killing him. Very ironic. Yeah, it's like that scene. I, you you probably haven't seen this movie, but in in Tokyo Godfathers, this uh, animated movie, th- th- there's a scene where just out of nowhere, uh, the main characters are in like a convenience store or whatever, and just out of nowhere, a car just crashes into the store, and it's never explained or touched upon whatsoever. It felt kind of like that, but less absurd, making it actually more absurd given everything we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it also felt kind of UFO, a question of priorities, when the car hit Stricker's son. (laughs) But that was cinematographically uh, built up to, you might say. Right, yeah, and it was handled seriously there. It's, It's a good episode for people who haven't seen it, but yeah, here it's just... Like, it's kind of absurd how it happens here, but it's also, it was also set up, so it's not as absurd, so it's, it's a rumored roundabout way of saying that they did it kind of well, but it still felt weird, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, I think you're getting at something crucial here, which is that if there's one thing this movie did well, and there really is pretty much just one thing it did well, it's that it, uh, it, it, it's the uh, almost Shaun of the Dead style uh, um, setup and payoff uh, attempts that they made and succeeded in. You know, the Ritz Crackers thing, like we said before, um, this entire sequence, the fact that it takes place on the San Andreas Fault, which, you know, just goes off uh, towards the part where we're getting to. 
Yeah, like there's that whole earthquake sequence and, you know, really testing the fortitude of this family, you, you know, and... Physical house that they're in as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, The Rock is like, still like before he's like completely dead and he's looking at the millers he's like you gotta remember nothing's more important than family and then he dies (laughs) 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 yeah it was a little much it was a little much I have to say yeah so the millers are just barely able to escape the house and like after the house collapses you know the neighbors are out in the street and like even though there's very clearly an earthquake one of the neighbors is like whoa was your house haunted like in those movies is that what happened and with a straight face david looks at the neighbor and just says yes (laughs) yeah leaving you to wonder whether whether they even believed it or not whether who believed what, in a way, maybe they believe. Maybe they themselves believe, after all that's happened, that really this is just some sort of sort of supernatural force at work, right? I mean, yeah, it, it does feel very supernatural. Um, without the eleven seasons or however long it lasted, <laughs> <laughs> without all the constant filler and waiting. <laughs> Yeah. God, it makes me mad knowing how long that show lasted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every prominent show of the, of the like, 2010s overstayed its welcome. Not that I even watch television, but even I, who have who's just on the periphery of all this, just knows, like, The Walking Dead lasted, like, what, 11 years or something? Well, it lasted... 12 seasons and i'll admit the middle seasons like got too slow and like it felt like they were trying hard not to catch up to the comics but the last few seasons i would say redeemed the show although the ending is dumb better in the comics even though i liked the ending somewhat in the show so yeah huh yeah i didn't know i was dealing with a uh with an expert here to quote that other ancient meme no, yeah, I was actually remembering when Dylan said that, like, The Walking Dead still being on ruins his life on, like, one of your podcasts. I don't remember the exact context, but, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's probably why it kind of stuck in my memory. I didn't even remember that particular instance, but yeah. Right, well, speaking of barely memorable instances, what would you think of the way that this movie closed out? Well, I I was thrown completely for a loop, Stephen, to be honest with you. The fact that they just all get arrested at this point and the rest of the movie takes place in jail. Yeah, that was pretty impressive in a way. Yeah, it was an arrested development, you might say. In fact, Will Arnett played one of the people in the cells, so there you go. Yeah, and it's it's really it just really drives home how everything in this movie was was purposely and carefully constructed to just be a reference to something else, just a lame, <laughs> pointless reference. I mean, in a way that kind of makes it reliant that it committed to that, you know. Yeah, it really avenged it at the end. <laughs> or yeah, avenged isn't. Uh, necessarily a synonym for redeemed but you know just had to get that in there it's kind of ridiculous how after all that time you know they got off scot-free at the end of the first movie and then in the second movie they just end up in jail because of you know getting back into that world of trying to sell drugs and whatnot and it's like and just hiring the wrong person that was really the lesson i got out of it is trust no one Just, just don't trust anyone whatsoever Oh yeah, like in X Files, trust no one. Do 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 do. That was Twilight Zone theme, which I did on purpose. <laughs> oh, I I wouldn't know, even though I have watched a considerable amount of the Twilight Zone, for some reason. I I did like the blooper reel in 
the credits. Um, well, well, first off, like, what was your favorite variation of the "you guys are getting paid" meme in this movie? Probably towards the end when they're um, uh, what what are they called? Jail uniforms? Uh, it's not scrubs. That's doctor uniforms. Um, shoot, jumpsuits? Is that what they are? I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. But, uh, yeah, my, my favorite was probably towards the end where uh, Kenny was like, you know, he got the generic one, whereas the, uh, the, everyone else got the sort of, like, upgraded witness, pro- you, you were in the witness protection program version of the, uh, the uniforms, and he goes, you guys are getting played, but it's, it's plaid, right? He just pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, yeah. Kind, of ch- kind of cheap since they already did played before but i thought it was funny just because because of the 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 pun punished nature of it yeah Uh, i kind of like the one where you know they had like they're dealing with like some insect infestation in their house because of how messy it was and then he's like you guys are getting raid like you know the bug spray right yeah another instance of product placement yeah (laughs) um all that is to say that that meme overstayed its welcome in this. And, you know, since this is delayed replay, I might as well say, you guys are getting delayed? So, or, or, or replayed. <laughs> yeah, replayed. You guys are getting replayed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like the blooper reel in the credits. I feel like not enough movies these days have blooper reels. Um, what, were your, what were a couple of your favorite bloopers? Yeah, you know, it felt very Pixar. In fact, I'd say my favorite was probably where it just cuts out halfway through and then they just do slap in some Pixar blooper reels as almost as if they ran out of time and energy and just struck a deal with Disney. Yeah, like they inserted um, never-before-seen Pixar bloopers for like Wally, where um, Wally is like looking at Eve when she's deactivated and he's trying to act all sad but then eve can't stop laughing so she keeps on laughing and the director's like cut what did i say about keeping it together so that was weird yeah incredibly strange that they would just slap those in here but hey at this point i'm I'm pretty much okay with anything yeah i kind of like the blooper where they're trying to think of some places to go and they like, Jennifer Aniston's ring a list, and she's like, oh, we could go to the museum, but she keeps on mispronouncing museum and crack cracking up after each mispronunciation. Uh, like, she keeps saying museum or museum, and it's just so, like, it, it was probably frustrating for everyone on set, honestly. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, how would you say this sequel compares to the f- whatever you remember of the first movie? Well, considering I don't remember... Uh, considering I remember almost nothing from the first one, I'd say it was actually an improvement. Because, you know, it's better than nothing, right? You know, that's what my memory of the first one is. Just flat yeah. out nothing, so... A home improvement, you might say. Right, right yeah. Home alone improvement. <laughs> yeah, well... As someone who remembers the first movie well enough, I, I think it was a step down, honestly. Uh, so I guess we could go into final thoughts and score out of 10. And so what are your final thoughts, score out of 10, and, you know, of measurement for that score for We're Still the Millers? Oh, um, yeah, well, y- y- you know, I thought this was all leading up to the San Andreas Fault going off and just ending everything in a huge cavalcade of destruction and misery. Turns out that was only the middle of the movie. And that kind of disappointed to me. That kind of disappointed me. That is an instance of my expectations getting the better of me. So I shouldn't uh, hold the movie uh, accountable for uh, for betraying me as it so cruelly did. But I'm going to anyway and give it a zero fake last names <laughs> out of ten. Nice. Yeah. When you go into a movie, you should have no expectations whatsoever. And if you didn't like the movie, it's all your fault. <laughs> Your your San Andreas fault, you might say. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought this one was a dud. It went too over the top. Um, 
There were funny moments here and there, but they weren't enough to get above the glass half-empty feel that I got after watching this. So I, I give this 5 out of 10 uh, taxi fights. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fairly judicious score, actually. So I guess you're just kinder than I am. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of having this argument with my friend Greg uh, recently. I like, uh, I think five out of ten is mediocre, and he's like, no, five out of ten is average. And it's like we just have different perspectives on like what the numbers mean. Yeah, I mean, school like the American school system beats into your head that five out of ten is is bad because it's an F, right? You know. Yeah, I, I mean, Greg is from England, so that's the other thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. there's also like the like I, I guess we have like a different perspective on like what okay means like uh, he was saying that mediocre and okay are basically the same but to me whenever i hear the word mediocre i think of when spongebob uh, whose body was controlled by plankton at the time called squidward a mediocre clarinet player and that sounds more negative than okay you know yeah, that's almost sort of, that's sort of a rip your heart out moment to be honest. So yeah, yeah, going by that mediocre does actually mean just like bottom of the barrel tier. Yeah, that was that was a top 5 anime betrayals moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Mediocre to me does have the connotation of like below average, not not average. All right, so I guess I'll do it. Thanks for being on the show again, Keon. Um, I don't know that you necessarily have anything to plug anymore, but yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I I don't really. I I do, but they're they're just completely unrelated to this, so I'm not going to show myself. But what I will take this moment to say is this went by really fast. I mean, I, I felt like we I feel like we just started. I don't know if it's the same for you or if it's the fact that I really haven't done this in half a year. But, uh, yeah, I had a great time being on, and it flew by. So, thanks for having me, Steven. No, yeah, it was fun, and I totally forgot how warm it was here. I don't know if that's just because it's getting darker and cooler, but, yeah, it went by pretty quickly and was a lot of fun. So, thanks for uh, taking up the invite. Yeah. All right, and I'll include the my own plugs in the edit as I've been doing these days. Alright, so at Steven Schinder on Instagram, the website formerly known as Twitter, Threads, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook, stevenschinder.com. Actually, on uh, the Facebook page, I made a post with the proof copies of the hardcovers of my previous book and my new book, so uh, check those out. Uh, That'll be out soon, finally. Um, is this recording? Let me check. Okay, yeah, it is. Sorry about that. Uh, you can also f- uh, find me on Yes Shift, a podcast slash vlog I do with my dad. Uh, there's actually a solo one done by me um, on Friday the 4th. Uh, it's a news episode. Uh, just due to scheduling, uh, I had to be the one to go live on my own but my dad will be back for the interviews that are coming up so yeah follow yes shift and see what we have coming up and what we've already done and you can email delayed replay via delayed replay podcast at gmail.com let us know your thoughts on gta san andreas uh here we go again yeah i censored myself so it's less editing work and you can also find me on Letterboxd and Goodreads. So check the show notes for that. And yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. It still does not look like the triple play finale I was on last year is on decorativevegetable.com yet. But I guess keep an eye out for that and check out their backlog you know dylan and keon record a lot of great stuff on there uh there's the ufo question priorities episode of inevitable i alluded to and lots and lots of 
other stuff like Tresser Doctor, Doctor Who podcast, Zenith Blake 7 podcast, and, you know, Inevitable Sci-Fi, Triple Plays Movie Trilogies, you know, all sorts of good stuff. And after the sign-off that I'll get back to in a moment, there won't be a movie review from other Steven, as there hasn't been a trip to the theater since the last one. But what'll probably happen is that there'll be something else at the end of this episode in place of that, but... Uh, what will probably happen is for the Star Trek Forward episode, you will hear some thoughts on uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2 at the very end of that. And then uh, th- these will be like a few weeks or maybe even a month after uh, they're out. Um, but for the episodes coming out after that Star Trek one there will be a Despicable Me 4 episode and a Deadpool 3 episode and it feels like it kind of makes sense to save a couple reviews uh, for those like putting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem review at the end of the Despicable Me one since it's animation and Blue Beetle at the end of Deadpool 3 since it's very much more superhero I guess you could say so those theater trips will come up and those reviews will be tacked onto the ends of those episodes and people have had plenty of time to see those movies but for this episode that you're listening to right now instead of another movie review at the end there will be i guess you could call it a blooper reel outtakes uh, basically me and keon testing out our recording method on the podcasters app before the show what's weird is when i was looking for the first file um there are these two files which I've put back to back at the end the first one was three minutes and 19 seconds and when I was looking for it in my folder system my file system whatever I found a recording uh from three years ago um and like both of these files have like weird like just random numbers or letters or whatever because that's how it looked when it was downloaded but there was a test that I did with my dad before starting Delayed Replay to try out the app um, as I was using it at the time. And that was also 3 minutes and 19 seconds, so that's kind of spooky right there. But anyway, that's what you'll hear after this sign-off, which we'll get back to right now without further delay. Uh, Next episode will be on the fourth star trek reboot movie it's called star trek forward but without further delay have a good day all right i'm in all right yeah you packed (laughs) into the mainframe (laughs) yeah it took a bit but uh i'm completely inept so (laughs) it's to be expected uh but we have that in common from time to time (laughs) yeah Also, no, I don't catch your drift whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose. It was nonsense. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, now I was basically helping my friend with her dog and whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, so I'm, I'm sitting here in my car right outside my, my place, but I'm on mobile data, so hopefully it doesn't like hopefully this doesn't just drain my battery um you know <laughs> that wouldn't be uh, great what what percent are you at uh like 100 because i charged my okay. phone right before this but hopefully it doesn't just like you know tank it yeah hopefully it doesn't pokemon go your phone <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> just 90 to 30 with one toss of a pokeball <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All um, right. So, oh, what? You were gonna say something, or? No, 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 no. I'm, I was gonna keep going, but I was just gonna be garbage. So, just gonna keep on shooting the. Sh- but you know, we can just we can just launch into it. Okay. Oh, I, I, I was gonna say though. Um, I've recorded in this car before, not podcasts, but I I do like personal vlogs that I don't share them, but I just do them for myself. Oh, nice! There's a the dog, the third house. Uh, but um, yeah, let me close the window. Yeah, I've I've made recordings in this car before, just for like personal use, and it, they didn't sound too bad. So hopefully that will be the case here. Yeah, I mean you sound pretty clear to me, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I just noticed the last thing you gave yourself <laughs> yeah. on this Keon Miller. Yeah. <laughs> it's only two letters off. It's a little deceptive. It, it actually looks like my real name. Yeah. Well, like, I kind of want to put this in the episode as, like, the outtakes at the end or whatever. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, so I... I First, I want to see if, like, the audio of this processes at, if I click on finish recording to see if the test works. So, oh, sure. Yeah, so we just end this one and start a new one after that's done? Is that how it's going to work? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'll end it, and then I'll let it process. Um, we'll see if it processes, and I'll text you, like, what happens, and then hopefully we should be able to, like, hop on no problem again. Sure. All right. See you in a bit. All right, we're back. Yeah, after those sponsored messages. (laughs) Yeah. How did it sound? Yeah, it sounded very... Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, to, to, to throw a wrench in that, I changed my setup... Uh, a little bit. Uh, one. Wait, you're kind of cutting in and out. And I, th- I, th- and okay, I, I think I know why. So what I did, me right. So what I did is I just a little bit so that I can like my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Just brought my car a little bit closer to to the front door, um, which okay. worked. But apparently, which yeah, it, it worked. But apparently, uh, didn't have cl- uh, good enough a connection to sound to have you sound like anything but a garbled mess. So I just turned Wi-Fi back off. Hopefully, it doesn't just tank my battery. Okay. Um, I also moved into the passenger seat of my car, so I don't know if that's going to affect anything. Hopefully. 